Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another charity shield, another victory to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And this game, um, it's becoming a little bit embarrassing for the Dragons, I must say. I understand it's a preseason trial. I completely understand that. But to lose nine in a row, I mean, this is becoming a bit of a worry. And look, if the St. George of the Warrior Dragons in that nine years would have come out and absolutely set the world alight during the regular season, which occasionally they have, but I think... Uh, you know, the game on Saturday, that was that was an embarrassing moment for the Dragons for me. And, you know, I've watched every single Charity Shield during my life, I'm pretty sure. And, look, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they never pull, put out their full-strength side for 80 minutes. They put it out for the first half normally, then they back off in the second half, which they did again yesterday. And St. George, they got back into the game a little bit, but were still far from impressive. I mean, I think the South Sydney Rabbitohs scored 36 points in the first half yesterday, and they were just all over them. It was like they had extra men on the field. They were just creating overlaps left, right, and center. And one thing that I've never really thought about, and I was thinking about it during this Charity Shield game, and, you know, I'm not overlooking what a trial is. I completely understand that. But the way that the Rabbitohs play and the way that they create numbers out of nothing, it's very back to 1990s sort of footy, the, the plays that they run and the way that they just try and count numbers and they just try and outnumber you, essentially. The way that Cody Walker uh, and Latrell they appear, they appear on those on those, um, on those those sweeping plays. And look, the sweeping plays, they're not... They haven't reinvented the wheel here. A lot of teams do these, but the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they just do it better than anyone and they pick their moments better than anyone as well. Um, I think it's really dangerous when you've got a hooker like Damien Cook and guys in the middle like Cam Murray that you suck the defence in and then... You know, Damien Cook, he's he's not a selfish footballer, so he understands when he needs to get the ball in the hands of Cody Walker, in the hands of Adam Reynolds, and they understand when they need to get the ball in the hands of Luttrell. And it really showed in the first half yesterday. And look, as I've said all preseason, I've said that I think the Melbourne Storm, they're going to beat the Canberra Raiders in the grand final. Um, but the hardest team to leave out of that grand final pick for me has always been the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And they were incredibly impressive the other day. And it made me think that, like, it looks like we're going back to 90s footy a little bit. These new rules have really opened up the game a lot. 
It's brought your natural ball players in. It's brought your football instincts back in. And the hard thing about this is that a lot of the coaches that have come through our game now, a lot of the players that have come through our game now, they've had those natural instincts coached out of them. They're still living in the era of the block plays. So I think guys like Cody Walker that can play eyes up, that can address numbers, you know, they're worth their weight in gold. But even more importantly for me, a coach like Wayne Bennett, who has been, you know, the best coach of the 90s, and now what he knew back then, it's starting to become relevant again. Yeah, the game is moving towards Wayne Bennett and... I, I think it's playing a huge role. The way that Wayne Bennett, he's able to just let your structures fall loose a little bit and allow your key ball players to play eyes up. And he's lucky enough that he's got ball players that he can release the control to and he knows that they're going to be able to do a job. And Adam Reynolds, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's better in the game at addressing those moments where they can take advantage. And I think Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, they just put themselves in sensational situations time and time again. I thought Cody Walker was unbelievable yesterday. Uh, Obviously scored his three tries. That's very impressive on the score sheet. But what he was doing in and around the ball was unbelievable. And this is a guy that, as I mentioned on Instagram yesterday, is a guy that I've thought all offseason on your draft day for Supercoach Draft, if you manage to get pick 8, 9, 10, I mean, this is a guy that I think he will always go in just about every draft. I think he will go outside the top five. But... I mean, would anybody be shocked if he finishes in the top five? He's just one of these high-ceiling guys, and you saw what they did to the Dragons last night. Um, they also play the Dragons grand final week as Supercoach. So for me, I mean, Cody Walker, he's a major play in your Supercoach draft comps, without a doubt. I've, I've liked him since day one, and he's a guy that I'd be willing to go early for, to be honest with you. Uh, Latrell Mitchell's another guy I'll touch on. He was sensational. Look, Latrell... He's not James Tedesco. He's not Ryan Pappenhausen. He's a different brand of fullback. The sort of brand of fullback he is doesn't seemingly suit the way that the modern game is heading. But as I've said all offseason, if you can just use Luttrell in the red zone as a fullback, it could be anything. Now, he blew that out of the water the other night. He absolutely blew that away. Uh, He was looking like an attacking force from everywhere. There was that one play where he went down the right edge. Cody Walker gave it to him and... Mate, everyone just held off him. They were just negative defense, negative defense, holding off him, holding off him. And the way that he used, I'm not sure who it was. I'm going to say Billy Army, but I'm not overly uh, confident on who it was. The way that he used his body and maneuvered the ball around him, that was unbelievable. That is just confidence built on confidence. And this South Sydney side, they are a scary, scary prospect. Uh, They're going to give a lot of teams a lot of headaches this year. I was really impressed by that. Uh, Some other guys that impressed me on that side, Cam Murray was good as always. Damian Cook was solid. Um, I thought that the second rower that I've spoken about a little bit, Coolum and Tungy, uh, I said a while ago that I think a lot of people have got Jai Arrow in their Supercoach Classic teams, and I think a lot of people are going to swap him for Coolum and Tungy. I think he will start the season on the edge, and I think he's going to do really well. I love how aggressive he is. He's a big, fast body. He's in that sort of kick-out mold, and I think he's going to do really good things for South Sydney. A mascot junior, he's come through the local area uh, that I came through. Obviously, you know, almost 10 years younger than me, but... Um, you know, from what I've seen of him, from what I've heard about him, I think this guy's going to be a real star. And I think he's a kid that you're going to need to know his name in as far as super coach goes. I think he's going to do really well. Um, you know, the other thing about this side was that, you know, the amount of stars they kept for the second game. I mean, Benji didn't step on the field. Josh Mansour didn't step on the field. Uh, so they've still got a lot more a lot more growth in them. I thought in the second bit, I thought Mark Nichols, he was fantastic. I thought Jacob Host was really strong. Um he looks like a really, really solid player. He's a guy that I didn't really rate that highly at St. George, to be honest with you. I've been impressed with his size. Uh, his build has really blown me away. I'm not sure how I've overlooked him in the past, but he looked sensational the other night for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm really excited about him. 
Um, there's a number of guys there in that seal South Sydney team. I mean, we still didn't use see Tane Milne come out. We saw Tao Tao Moga. We definitely didn't see the best out of him. He's still got a lot to offer. Braden Burns, plenty more to offer there. So the depth in this team is really strong. We saw we saw Blake Taff. He went off with an injury. He's a kid that I really, really like, Blake Taff. I wouldn't be shocked if he can snag the 14 jersey somewhere along the line. As I said, Benji Marshall, Josh Cook was there, a kid that I've talked about a lot. I think you'll see him during Origin. Interesting to see Benji Marshall playing a bit of hooker the other night. That was very unexpected, especially with Josh Cook in the squad. I understand that Josh Cook had an injury a couple of weeks ago, uh, so maybe they were just easing him back through this game. Uh, but there is a lot of talent there. Blake Taff, he's a guy that I really like, one that I'll be keeping an eye on. So, same as Jacob Host. I think these guys will put a lot of pressure on the guys in first grade. But as it always is for the South Sydney Rattos, it comes down to their spine. And Reynolds, Walker, Latrell, Cook, and I include Cam Murray in that. These guys were unbelievable against the St. George of the Dragons. And said, I haven't got the South Sydney Rabbitohs in my grand final, but they are easily the hardest team to leave out. I uh, wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if they're there to take on the big dance to send Wayne Bennett off. Uh, as I said, I think Wayne Bennett's coaching, the way that he's able to move away from structure and just let guys play footy, I think it's going to help him in the modern game. For the Dragons, uh, geez, it was, a, it was tough to watch, wasn't it? I mean, we all sat here and we bagged the Broncos for the last 18 months or so. Their defense last year was just embarrassing and I'm sorry, the Dragons, they weren't far off that. Yeah, that was that was poor. Even in the second half when South Sydney had their second-grade team on, essentially, they were still very poor. I was very, very disappointed with the Dragons. I thought the move of Josh Kerr to the back row, I do not understand that one. That one went exactly as I thought it would. It should be Jackson Ford in that spot. I've said it all off-season. Uh, I thought Tariq Sims was reasonably solid. Uh, Paul Vaughan, I mean, improvement, but still nowhere near where... That club needs him to be. For me, I thought the one hope in that team was Ben Hunt. I thought he was really good. Zach Lomax, he came up with a couple of really good plays as well. He's, I was speaking to someone last night about how he, he looks a bit like Matt Gidley with that flick, and he, he seriously does. It's so dangerous. Cody Ramsey on the wing, very mixed night there. Uh, Matt Dufty was pretty solid. My only worry is, and it has always been my worry with Dufty, is that of his kick returns, he just... Unless he makes a line break because they they match up poorly on him, I mean, he just gets pushed back every time and you start, you set on the back foot. I thought some of Ben Hunt's best plays is when he jumped into hooker, like, shock me. Yeah, he set up a try for Cody Ramsey that he dropped that was fantastic hooker play. I still think that their captain, who's their halfback, is actually their best hooker. Uh, it's still a worry for me. I thought Andrew McCulloch did well. I still think Ben Hunt would be a better nine, but... I thought Hunt's running game at seven was really good. Um, I did enjoy watching him play the other night. It's the first time I've seen Hunt look confident and back himself in uh, for a long time wearing the seven. But, I mean, it still wasn't anywhere near the level that they needed to compete against South Sydney. Their, their defense was a serious worry. That was like a training run for South. They were just toying with them. And to be honest with you, they didn't throw anything amazing at St. George either. They literally played backyard footy down to a tee. They just played numbers on numbers and just... It was like shelling peas. I'm, I am like I was always worried about the Dragons. A lot of people said all off-season they'll get the spoon. I was leaning towards the Tigers. Uh, Cam McInnes leaves. Cam McInnes gets injured. A couple of other things that have gone on there. And I mean, wow, especially after that the other night. That is a serious worry. Um, you know, I, I, it's hard to argue with anyone that says the Dragons will get the spoon. I'm sort of leaning towards them now, to be honest with you. Um, I understand coming up against South Sydney, it was a dry track. It is an absolute perfect storm. But I'm sorry, is there ever an excuse for letting 30-plus points in in the first half? I mean, 
you've had you've had six months now. The Dragons have had even longer. They had they had a longer off season than what the South Sydney Rabbitohs did, and there was no secret they had to get their defence sorted out. And I'm sorry, it managed to get worse. That is a serious, serious worry for me from the St George of the World Dragons. It's it's hard to tell with a game like that whether South Sydney were unbelievable or St George were terrible. And look, I, I think it fits in both columns. I think South Sydney were unbelievable. They were amazing. They were clicking into gear. I think they completed their first 20 sets or something unbelievable. And the Dragons, they were just looking woeful. They just looked like they didn't want to put their bodies in front, if I'm honest with you. And I know the intent's there, but geez, they were so far off where South Sydney are. It's a serious worry. Jack Bird, obviously, at left centre. I thought he did a couple of good things, but even hearing him talk before the game, I mean, a guy with his sort of raw instincts and raw power, and he's happy to sit out there at centre, that really worries me. I I think he's got some proper head noise off the back of all of his injuries, and I understand that completely. He's had a dreadful run. I would not hold that against Jack Bird in any way, shape, or form, but psychologically, that seems like a massive worry for me. I mean, he had one opportunity the other night. He made it count. He burst through two tackles. He found the offload. I just, I can't understand how anyone couldn't want Jack Bird in the center third. He's a natural footballer. To hear him say that he'd rather stay at center, gee, that that's a real worry for me. I am very, very nervous about this whole thing with Jack Bird. I, I've been his biggest fan for a long time. Absolutely love Bird. He watched him come through the juniors. He was just... He was just on another level to everyone else. But honestly, with you, I don't think the confidence in his own ability, I don't think the confidence in his body is there at the moment. It's a serious worry for me. I I would be so happy to be wrong on this one. I would be so, so happy to be wrong on this one because I want Jack Bird to be the player that we know he all should be, which is an absolute superstar. He should be playing Origin every time it comes around. But his body just hasn't allowed him to do that. And... I'm I'm not sure now if he's got confidence in himself. I, as I said, happy to be proven wrong here. But what I saw out of Jack Bird and the comments I heard him make about playing center instead of being in the middle and getting his hands on the ball, a very big worry for me. He was, as a junior coming through, he would touch the ball two or three times a set. Yeah, he was just all over the place, Jack Bird. And he's got that sort of ability. Even when he played for Cronulla and he was playing six and he was playing center, he would come in looking for the ball. He would be all over the place and... I'm just not seeing it at the moment. Hopefully, he develops that confidence over the next few weeks in the early rounds, and we see a new Jack Bird by round five or six. But it's one of those situations where if you're worried about your body, your body is going to let you down, and I think there is a lack of confidence there with Jack Bird and his body. But as I said, happy to be proven wrong. This South Sydney side, they're the real deal. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, they are on the opposite end of the spectrum. They are in some serious trouble there. Blake Laurie's another one that I thought did really well. Always solid. Me and Natty were talking about him and Walker the other day on the weekly rubdown. Natty absolutely loves him. I can understand why. Solid footballer, but I'm just not sure how many points this team's going to score when the regular season comes around. I'm not sure how many they're going to be able to stop either because what I saw the other night really worried me about the Dragons. I understand it's a trial. I get that. Losing nine in a row... In a two-horse race, though, that is a serious worry. It's a trial. South Sydney, they never play their best team for 80 minutes. I know South Sydney have been a good team for the last nine years. I understand that. But nine in a row in the Charity Shield, if there's any trial in the world that matters, it is the Charity Shield, and it's a serious worry for me. It really is. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 